the story of Argentum and the kingmaking that arose. Jump in to tonight's session of Kingmaker Argentum. Okay. Uh, and start off with everyone's favorite recap. It'll be short, though. So it's Rova 16, the first year celebration of Silver Falls and Argentum being created as a kingdom. It's been an exciting day so far. Um, lots of work put in before the day people very busy and then during the day we had the ceremonies open with gith standing up front and letting everybody know kind of what the plan was for the day we we found out that the stag hunt had been won by a fairly new passerby I wouldn't call them a citizen necessarily who knows how long they'll stay but kvassir won the silver bow the, the top prize for getting the biggest buck, which will feature prominently in dinner tonight. We heard that uh, that there is, of course, the very exciting race. And uh, to the surprise of everyone, whoever won the race got to be named the champion, the counselor's champion, the high counselor's champion, That's right. David. And uh, after racing, and I didn't say it last night, I meant to, but like... Uh, um, she didn't want the race was designed so that um, because halflings only have 20 move speed and so the race was designed that uh, just because you only had 20 half speed you wouldn't necessarily just lose because everyone else ran faster than you so that's why there had yeah. to be a couple couple events along the way yeah and uh, Ayla Zorn one of the, the newcomers was managed to win the race and then had to turn right around as her sister Vala had been picked up by Aurora Coon, as I think event what it's called. And after some heroic efforts by some of the race members, um, was able to dra dramatically kill the Aurora Coon just in time to save her sister's life. And yeah. uh at just as uh so she's able to save her sister's life healing comes in i think finn's there to heal and also get some samples of the blood kavasir's there to to heal tomio's there to heal and no. uh as uh ayla is holding vala in her arms vala looks up weakly to ayla and says well thanks sis i i guess that's why we call you champ all the time Bella, Bella, I thought you were gone. I thought you were gone. It, it was I'm pretty. So cool. glad you're not. 
is pretty close, judging by how much water is left on my clothes. I don't know how much time I had left. <sighs> I'm just so glad you're here. You know, gone. you're not gone. She's not gone. You just moved here at night. Then Cheryl finish. Okay, Sorry. go ahead, Cheryl. <laughs> we just moved here, and I just can't imagine this new life without you. Whew. Turns out we have, I think, a lot of friends here already. Oh, well, I, I heard that it's dinner time. I don't know if I can eat, but maybe we should. Well, we better better tell dad that we're okay um after mom i'm we better go show him that that i'm okay that i got all this healing from these kind people <sighs> if only if only we could have had that for mom and uh ayla uh stands up and kind of helps helps vala stand up and she seems okay because she's healed so mm-hmm. we both kind of start, start walking together back towards the the um the monument at the center of town but the finish line's back there it's okay finn it's okay um, <laughs> as the and that's when kerbiel will like go up and talk to her as well sure um uh i heard you say that you are a new resident of silver falls welcome are you talking to Ayla or Vala? Uh, Ayla. The one he just saw crush the thing's face. <laughs> uh, thank, thank you. Uh, do I, would I know, wait, is this Karubio coming up? Oh yeah, this is the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you've been in okay, for this a is Kurubio, so you would know. I would know, okay. Uh, oh! Uh, goodness, uh, King Karubio, it is so nice to meet you. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, um, yes, so your family is new in town. Um, how long have it's you true. been here? I, I think just over a week. Uh, we, we, uh, came from Dobrinth. We came from Dobrinth. Dobrinth. Tom, would I know? You've heard of Dobrinth. Um, it's actually, it's in the Stolen Lands, uh, way off to the kind of northwest. It's it's um, part of a, a two, you don't know it well, but because it's unusual, you've definitely heard of it. It's part of like yeah. a two-part city. There's an outside kind of village, and then a, that connects to an underground city, um, an unusual city, the primary residents are gnomes that live inside the city, uh, the underground city, but it's um, it, it's like a chaotic place. They don't really have a standard government, like gnomes just kind of come into places and leave, and uh, so most people aren't comfortable living there particularly because you don't know what each day holds. Like, the ho- none of the houses look the same, they all look kind of experimental. Uh, all right, and so what brings you to our fine country? Well, to be honest, my mama just passed away. 
I'm and thank you. Uh, you know, Father said it would be good to have a change. And, uh, well, I don't know. I feel a little reluctant, but we're going to see how it goes. And it does, you know, she was, she was in everything there and she's not here. And may maybe we do need this change. So I'm here with my, my father and my two sisters, uh, Vala and Ileana. You sure have earned the title of High Counselor Champion. Uh, she made part of that up. There's no High Counselor. <laughs> She's just the Counselor. <laughs> well, uh, I, I'm I'm thrilled. I, I I do actually really like a competition. Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm known as a the strong one uh, in my family, and uh, you know. That's so if clear. you ever need. <laughs> so if you ever need anything, uh, you know, I am happy to help. Uh, I uh, am happy to help. All right. Noted. Well, let's get on to dinner. And he goes back to Sorath and Cora. Okay. And she turns to Vala and says, oh, Well, that was, that was a king. We've never met a king before. Uh, this is going to be really interesting getting to know what this city is like. It's so different from from what we've known. Uh, yeah, I mean, Dobert didn't I have a king. Be king. I don't even really know what kings do. They wanted me to be king once. I mean, I said no to it. <laughs> As Finn's just standing there collecting samples. He's my cousin, so I said no to it. I, I didn't want it. Val is like, what, what does a king even do like they make rules uh mostly they puff up their chest and walk around the place <laughs> you could do that without being a king but okay i guess i still have more to learn well he has done that before he was a king but now he just does it with a crown on he <laughs> gives a hearty chuckle and uh it's not funny it's it's truth it's what he does it's, it's, it's him oh but he also does good well, things he, he does fight things and bring back things and stuff like that um i can't remember colin did ayla meet finn yesterday yeah that was that was uh he, he was the one who got the candles yeah he came by her that stand yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah 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 he was interested in oh i remember right. yes i remember now and she was telling him about the helmet candles yeah and it's really cool new new outfit new finn yeah new finn with his pimp cane <laughs> high priests gotta look the part i, I like it part. season three new position new finn that's right you, you got oh not the race you guys are able to head back to the monument park and uh as you get there you're met at the entrance by jamin who's still there he says oh vala i thought we lost you after after losing your mother so recently i just 
and you see him just kind of crumple over his whole body starts shaking with deep deep sobs and he just he looks like he's kind of done for the night oh father Ayla like goes over him and like kind of like literally picks him up off the ground in a hug <laughs> incredible and then gently puts him down okay So you guys are able to head back to the Monument Park. And here, um, the crowd is still basically just as big. It looks like people are kind of moving in and out a bit more. The main difference being that a bunch of tables have been set up. It looks like just an absolute massive amount of tables. And uh, dinner's coming on pretty quick. So. Uh, you won't see them on the actual map, but um, there's basically, and they're very rugged tables. They're like, I mean, some of them are even just rounds of logs that have been set up both to sit on and then to put a, a plate on as well. And servers start to head out. Apparently we have an extra player tonight. Um, as... As you guys are heading in, anyone that recognizes the Varnling host, being Magar Varn and Cephal Laurentis, um, notices that they come in, and, and Magar Varn will actually make his way over to... Uh, so, Kruvial's with Korra, and... Yeah, so, like, where would the race have been? Like, which direction would we all have been coming it, it, from? It went north, so it went it went to the Tuskwater from the middle of town, essentially. So, like, we'd be all coming from up here? Alright, so then that's probably, you know, we'd probably be, like, there. Um, move it over, Dilf. And, and if he recognized them, he'd continue and, like, probably meet them, like, you know, in the middle there. Yeah, so, uh, Mager Varn is a, cuts out definitely a noticeable figure. He's wearing dark clothes, but they're very well made. There's little bits of jewelry and uh, an older man, uh, his hair is tied back in a fashion that is currently in fashion for lots of nobles. And at his side, he has a much older man with white hair wearing red robes accented by green. They both look fairly uh, stained by travel. And as you approach them, Megervarn says, Ah, so sorry we're here late, just a little bit of trouble on the road we wanted to be here a, a day ahead of time but uh we weren't able to be and also sorry couldn't bring the whole varnling host only myself and Cephal today casper sends his regrets but uh we've got a kingdom to run so someone needed to stay back at home uh totally understandable welcome welcome uh this is my partner uh cora welcome to uh Silver Falls, the uh, gem of Argentum. Pleasure. Uh, uh, Glanrum's over there. Keep doing watch. Drail's going to have some fireworks later. Uh, Finn, I think he might be still down. We had a, a bit of trouble just now at the end of our race. A large, purple, throbbing monster came out of the Tuskwater. And luckily, that young lady 
over there was just hammered it in half. It was incredible. Oh, um, sounds like uh, sounds like a day over at Varnhold. Just never a dull moment here. I hear you, um, brother. I hear you. Yeah. So welcome, welcome. Please come mingle. Uh, yeah. There's Finn. He's got his samples now. And... Oh, and oh, right. Yeah. We, um, as you saw in our letter, we've been fighting with trolls. And unfortunately, um, Alira passed in that battle. Oh, uh, Alira, I think I remember her. She was one of your party. Yes, she was our elven friend. Um, it has been dark times indeed, then. Yes. And uh, he'll say, well... I mean, I guess we understand a, a, a thing or two about that. We've been having troubles of our own with centaurs. They're all oh. around. There's several tribes. They're nomadic. I keep on thinking that, you know, we should look for some common ground. And we've tried tried to keep on making it work. And Cephal steps in with his older voice, says, Varn's a fool if he thinks we're ever going to make a deal with those centaurs. Might as well just let them know where we stand right now and, and bolster our defenses. Every time and and advantage that we give them means that any future wars are going to be harder to fight. I'm, I'm not a racist, but those centaurs just aren't worth trying to deal with. That's definitely how we felt about the trolls. The trolls are sentient beings that could be reasonable. Maybe there's a chance of redemption. Finn comes up behind. Yep. Uh, th that's what uh, Maker Vine will nod his head and say, I, I mean, I don't know about redemption. That's going a bit far, but at least there should be a compromise of some kind. But uh, Cephal here, you just won't hear of it. Oh. I think both of you are fools. Uh, naive, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's something nice about that, but in the real world, you got to make tough decisions. A fool knows a fool. He'll his bushy eyebrows will just kind of knit together, and he'll, it looks like he he bites his tongue. Hmm. You might need something for that after. I have some herbs. <laughs> and uh, oh, Cephal uh, turns away. Ah, it looks like you have. Many tables set. Where where, where should we sit? Um, please make yourself comfortable wherever. Um, if you are in town for longer, for my... you... yes, of course. Um, after today, though, please feel free that you may come up to the castle as our guests of honor. Um, we're happy to have you there. Your hospitality is most noted. And, of course, we'll extend the same to, to yours. You plan to visit the fall, I understand. Yes, yes. Uh, once, again, after having... We just have some things that we have to deal with. But, yes, once we're a little calmer here, uh, I plan on making the visit myself with possibly some of the other members of council as well. And Omega uh, Varn will, will nod and start to look for a seat. And, and so that's true for all of you. There's a ton of tables. Basically, all of 
Argentum is here and looking for places to sit. Where would, so we can start right with Ayla. Where does Ayla go to sit? What table does she want to sit at? Who's there? Good question. Um, who does she want, who is she drawn to? Um, I think, <laughs> pardon me? Then it would be beckoning her over because he kind of likes the attention. So he's just like, Excellent! Kind of thing. Like, he knows Excellent! Probably people, so he'd probably be like, Hey, 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 hey! I love that. So he sees her, she's just kind of standing there, kind of looking, right? Like, she's kind of like, Where where should I sit? She, she's obviously not kind of moving in towards anywhere because she's not sure. And she sees Finn wave her over like, and. Odd, like awkwardly waving. And, like, I kind of like shoot four, four people away. I just like, <laughs> and then, like to get exactly there too. Like, <laughs> Perfect. So Ayla waves over her sisters and her father and points to where Finn is. Um, and and you see her give a big orcish smile, and uh, she lumbers over. She really I'm likes people. Standing on chairs because I'm so small. I'm standing on yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, she's used to uh, shorter folk, though, like living around the gnomes. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so she she kind of lumbers over with her big bulk As and uh, sits. He- or I was just gonna say, sits heavy down on the chair beside Finn and says, "Oh, thanks for thanks for inviting us over." Ah, no problem. Ray J wanted to see you guys. And like my my little dog is like poking his head under the table, and he's hovering. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can she? Uh, it, she's gonna reach down and try to let Ray J sniff her hand. Uh, do you want me to do a handle animal check? Uh, I think Finn has to do the handle animal check on this one. Well, he's 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 more mature now. He is. Yeah. Is um, the DC is not as high. So he's not full grown yet, but I think how we well we need to roll his checks because there's uh, I don't remember how many days it takes before he can be um, like tamed, but we might be at that point, hey? Yeah, probably. Especially since Finn didn't go hunting. Yeah. Right. And neither did Kerbiel, so he would have been able to help that during that time. Well, that's not my handle. That's the roll. Where are you? Uh, What's your bonus? No, it's my. I didn't. I pressed wrong. Button. Handle animal right there. Plus fifteen. Okay. Remember? There, there you go. As, as Ayla uh, reaches down, Finn in a practiced way is able to uh, kind of coax and use a couple signals with Ray J that they practice, and Ray J sniffs your hand without biting you and giving you filth fever, blood fever, whatever it is. Yeah, blood blood fever. Blood fever. And. Ayla knows nothing of this creature, so she's just like, oh, what a nice dog. Oh, yeah. Yes. A very nice dog. Um, <laughs> it's a very unique dog. One of a kind, almost. Well, he does look quite unique. <laughs> yes. And only a face a mother would love. I mean, a father would love. It's me. <laughs> Excellent. 
Perfect. Uh, Where she looks. Story so... about how I defeated the troll hound all by myself. Oh. Well. And Ayla, does she have like a drink there? Is there a drink already? Yeah, there's sure. definitely drinks coming around. She like right takes there. a sip Look. of. There you go. He comes by with some booze. Nice. Uh, she takes a, a big gulp of of a beer and uh, looks at Finn and kind of like is coaxing him on to like share the story. Well, the story's a long one, and uh, I don't know if dinner can relate this. Just to say, I'm a, a very explosive personality that I made this uh, beast go away. <laughs> yeah. And can I interrupt just for a second? Mm -hmm. And if you don't like tacos, I'm not your type. All right, that's been me. I'm Tommy O. Tip your waiters. <laughs> Who's that? And so is Tomio finishing his set? Yeah. So as that's he, awesome. Uh, number one, I'd love you to roll your perform comedy. Number yeah. two, Cal's gonna come talk to you as you're finishing up. Sure. Twenty. Uh, huge. Yeah. Uh, I think he's plus 16? No, maybe 13? Hold on. Perform comedy, yeah, it's plus 16. So, the, the, so, 34. The crowd's been roaring with... Wow. ...with Tomio's jokes. Um, he... Because of how spread out the group of people is, like, there's a lot of tables and a lot of people... Uh, not everyone is able to hear him right from the top, but all the people that are near the stage uh, are not, it's not because he's in front of the stage. They're kind of near the front there. They're all laughing. He's attracted uh, quite a crowd. The majority of people, and they're just starting to try and file back to their seats as, as Tomio is finishing. Yeah, and he'll have spread out too. Like He wouldn't have just stayed at the like in front of the stage. He would okay. have gone to different crowds of tables and done his little jokes and then been like, ha, have a great evening. As uh, as you finish your set, Cal will approach you. He heads over. He's still got those tall, leather-pointy boots on, I his triangular that. hat, and the longest mustache that you've ever seen. He'll say, Well, uh, you warmed up there laughing. Thanks. Let, You're uh... welcome, friend. Anytime. And then he raises one eyebrow and looks at you pointedly and says... Let me show you how a real pro gets a crowd going. Oh, by all means, my friend. Uh, hey, nature loves a balance. So I made him laugh. You can make him cry. And he just turns and walks away. Totally nonplussed. Perfect. <laughs> and, and where does Tomio find a seat? Um, He'll probably sit with Vasir if Vasir's around. Sure, where's Vasir? Uh, Vasir would be back to um, the hey, wall, but able to look at the doorway. So he's he, like, you know, we're what outside. Like, are we're we the, outside? We're near yep. the monument, right? Yeah. Yep. So he's probably so just. Have... Where, where is the picture? He's probably just on a where's perimeter. The There's no actual be tables. Like, he'd be like, he'd be kind of um, oh peekaboo there. Yeah, they are. They're causing mischief. Maybe making yeah, some money for themselves. 
there's tables like he would try to be like having his back protected and seeing where like the danger could come in. He, he could yeah, I mean he could find a tree so, like, to put his back towards maybe up here, this big tree cover most like looking at most people where Tommy is yeah. top left. Yeah. That's where he'd be. Yeah, so he'd just go eat with him, you know. And if Orso was with him, he'd pet him. Orso would be. Yeah. Okay. And where's Caribbeal? Who does Caribbeal sit Caribbeal's, with? um sitting with, like, possibly Vesket, possibly, like, Chief Sit Scale. Okay. You know, and Korra. Cora, Vesket, Chief Sutscale. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe 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 Keston and Lily. And okay. Sure. You know, depends on whoever. Yep. No. He's been... breezy. He's he's sitting with more like who view themselves as noble or higher. Okay. Good to know. And uh over to Finn and Ayla, Gif heads over and says, "Oh, oh, good! It looks like you're sitting just like just like around here. I just need to know where my champion is. Got a bit of a presentation to make for you." Oh, ah, uh, yeah, goodness. Well, well, thank you. Let me know if you need any help with it. And uh, I, I, I am here. I'm already here. And she kind of looks at you and frowns. And she'll head back over to the corner of the stage. She can't quite get up there. She's having similar tr uh, troubles to what Tomio did because Cal has taken over the whole thing and gathers everyone's attention as the food's starting to come out and says, uh, of the most important things about today is we have a new champion, the winner of the, the race, of course, and a champion, the hearts, as she averted near disaster. Uh, Miss Isla... Ayla? Ayla Zorn! And she has in her hands a large stag skull, and she tells you, tells the crowd that this is the skull of the biggest stag, the winning stag for our festival today. And we remember the Stag Lord's Fort that, that used to be around here that's, that is now our, our new country. And she brings it over and hands this large stag skull to Ayla. And, and she raises her arm up and, and calls her the High Counselor's Champion. And the crowd gives kind of a polite clap. <laughs> uh, Ayla thrusts this, the stag skull into the air and says, Thank you! Thank you! And Githel sit down with Finn and, and Ayla. Ayla, jeez, I'm going to get there. And the food starts coming out. As you can guess, there is many platters of stag. There is stag with steamed duck and broccoli. There is stag with gravy and bread that's dipped in with the gravy. There is baked stag and leek that ha has been dressed with wedges of cheese. There's... Uh, roast stag and, or, sorry, braised stag and shellfish. This one's been de decorated by dried apricots, and uh, and then there's actually like beef. There's beef steak 
paired with, you guessed it, stag meat as well. And this one has biscuits to, to go along. There's also several uh, salads, different types of salads from all the foliage of the gnarl marches. And one of the most popular dishes to go around is baked chestnuts. As the eating gets underway, Cal gets up and takes the stage for his performance. All right. So can we can you roll in front of the table? Can you show us? Uh, his perform. Yeah, I can show you his roll for sure. All right. You don't have to tell us his bonuses. That's fine. Exactly. So you see him get up there, and the there's kind of curtains behind that the that the wagon on the stage has made. Looks like there's like a box with some props on it, and he gets to the front and in a loud voice welcomes everyone to the night's entertainment. Hope that you stay tuned. He, uh, I'll make his roll now. Tom, Tomio does laugh at that because he likes the like. Uh, so he he gets a twenty on his perform, not as high as Tomio, um, but this will be significant. Cal goes to one corner of the stage, and you see him uh, uh, crouch down and put a large white beard on his face, and then he kind of starts jutting his head around, looking at people, and he makes this voice. Oh, oh I'm. I'm so important, and I have a baby, and I'm so important, and and I, I lost a baby. Oh, where's my baby? I, I just don't know where my baby is. And uh, kind of looks pointedly at Kasner as he's got this white beard, and he's shift, uh, r- uh, rummaging around on his knees. As, as he does this, Kasner kind of like cocks an eyebrow and is like, cracks a bit of a smile and shakes his head a little bit. He's unsure. Unsure what uh, what's going on. And uh, then Cal turns again and says, it's, it's kind of hard running a kingdom. I, I, as a leader, I just don't know what I'm doing. I know. We should let the children run the kingdom. That'll be better for sure. And he turns back to that corner and you see him put move the beard off and put on red pigtails and pitch his voice real high. Oh, let's spend all the taxes on ice cream. Let's just have ice cream for everybody. And the buildings just fall down. And you see Geth like give similar to Caster, just give a bit of a smile, but also, like a bit of a worried look. And who's she sitting with? Gith sitting with, uh, with Finn and Ayla. So they see this very. Ayla, Ayla shuffles uncomfortably in her chair. Tell her you like ice cream. Uh, I like ice cream. 
and Cal returns over uh, to the the corner where he's been grabbing his props from, and Kasner will whisper, stage whisper over the table to Carubio, who, who is this guy? Who arranged for this guy? I don't know. He's awful. Get that, get that other guy up. He's funny. As you see Cal turn around, this time he's got a large mask on, and it's got the biggest bird nose sitting off the front of it, and it looks like there's just huge boogers coming out of the, the beak of this bird mask. And he starts stumbling around the stage, and he says, Oh, I just, I don't know how to love good. Oh, Cousin Carubial, can you show me how to love good? And he starts thrusting his hips towards the audience, and there's some giggles and uh, a couple titters, and the one corner starts laughing real hard. Hey, Elis, Elis, stand me? up. Huh. Is that me? You're supposed to be. Um, where's Jen Sothi? Jen Sothi's eating at a table. You can see him. Like he's, uh, he's, yeah, he's several tables yeah. away, but you can see him. I'll like go find, like go. I'll excuse myself from like Kasner and Yoli and. Keston and Lily, and uh, I'll be right back. And I'll go find him. Yeah, you're able to walk over to him. And he's looking at you and looking at Gith with a kind of concerned look on his face. And I just whisper to him, I'm like, who hired this guy? I kind of thought, I mean, I didn't. I kind of kind of thought Gith did, or, or you did. I definitely did not. That other guy... Who uh, helped with the whole Hargoko thing? He's funny. I did not hire this guy. Yeah, I don't know if I like this guy. And um, do you want to go check with uh, you check with um, Jod and Akiros? I'll check with. Yeah, let's just fan out and see if anyone from Council hired him. I'll go talk to Gith. Okay. And Jinsodi excuses himself and heads over to find Akiros and Jod. And as he does that, Cal comes back with a more, uh, a, a bigger costume than he's had on so far. So this time he has a, a, a jerkin just covered in bells. And what looks like there's at least 40 contrived looking penises just sticking out off of it. There's a, a colorful selection with a, a crazy hat. There's a colorful selection of long, particularly long and skinny penises coming off the hat. And he grabs uh, what looks like a cardboard box and pulls it up around his waist like he's pretending to ride something and says, Oh, I'm, I'm just so well loved. Let's make sure I keep it that way. I wonder, oh, I wonder how, how to do that. Well, I know. And he drops the box to the ground and starts miming that he's got a cloth and he's just rubbing back and forth on one of the bigger phalluses on his hat. I, I know this will make him like me. This will make him like me. And uh, the crowd starts laughing again, but not everybody. Some people are looking pretty uncomfortable as well. I, I lo I'm looking around the room now and do I yeah. see Gabriel? 
yeah, I'll be walking towards you. I'm like, Crimble, I think that's you. I think that's saying you. Cockatrice? Cock? Cockatrice? I just shake my head. No, it's not you. I turn and... to I turn to the family beside me. I think they're trying to be a joke with the kid. You get it? Cockatrice? Cock? And I start like do the hand movements. <laughs> like, I think I think you're right. This is not appropriate for the children, though. Oh, I never even thought about that. You're right. Gribble, the children. Yeah, I know Finn. Um, and you can see Gensodi finishes talking to Akiros and Jaw, and he looks over you, Karubio, and is just shaking his head. Okay, and I like I'll I'll ask Gith. Gith, did you hire this man? I've never seen him before. Aside from the fact he was just on the stage, I thought Gensodi hired him. Uh, all right. Can can Ayla do something? Yeah. So Ayla has stood up, uh, and after the last one, while he's rubbing the towel on his hat, uh, she says, "Blighted begonias! This guy's a jerk!" And uh, you see her just like start shaking with rage. Uh, <laughs> and she's so yeah and Kirby's there at the moment because you were sitting with Finn right mm-hmm. yeah um right you are dear and as king I will show you how this is dealt with <laughs> off with his head oh no 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 just calm it down Finn and I go that's up that's and I just that. start like going up to the stage okay you start oh, heading towards him you feed him to a shark. <laughs> and I just, like, turn around and mouth shut up to him. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're not supposed to talk about that. I, yeah, I turn to the... The family beside the you? Family it's like, wait, what shark? You? <laughs> oh, in Tuskwater. There's a lot of sharks in Tuskwater. That's why we don't want people swimming there. Oh, dear. My cousin Jody was fishing there the other day. Oh, tell her to be careful. There's sharks there. Yes, I will. As Karubiel approaches the stage. And he'll just, like, start, like, walk as he's walking up the stairs, he'll start clapping, like... And that has been the wonderfully talented Cal. Thank you so much for your time and performance. Wasn't he great, everyone? As you're clapping, you can see that Cal has put on his... Uh, another costume. The bells are off. The hat, the jingly jerkin is off. And there's an ostentatiously big blue wig that he's put on over his whole head. And he pitches his voice up again. These... <gasps> these leaders suck! And um, leading here just sucks! It's so bad! It's just... It's better to I take like, the easy way out! Can I just, like, fake the moment I see the blue wig? Like, yeah. fake trip and knock him, like, go for his legs to knock him off the, like, stage. As you're getting close, it looks like he was going to... Well, actually, let's do it. Uh, roll me an initiative, I guess, really. We'll see who I mean, goes first. Sure. I'm plus... What am I plus? How many PCs now? I think I'm plus one. Okay, well, I, um, I plus mean, one, so yes. you, yeah, so you're 
you're moving you're moving first so what do you want to do you want to head towards i want to knock him off the stage but make it look like i tripped but i'm basically going for his legs and shoving him off onto the ground okay well uh, i guess we'll need a slate of hand as well as a cm bizzle on the okay, this side. Is... okay the slate of hand is not very slight you're mad yeah it's making it hard to fake and the, the crowd yep. looks uneasy especially with this blue wig uh yeah my sleight of hand i'm not trained in it so oh i have armor check penalty but i wouldn't actually have armor check penalty right now yeah so what's my ability i'm plus one okay so, so a solid four yeah and then your I, I don't think that's convincing a ton of people but let's see what your cmb is uh, which I think is plus seven. Well, Cal's CMD is 18. And so as you trip and really start like, to... Is he, wearing, is he wearing armor and all that right now? Uh, is his, or is his stat block having armor on? And is he wearing armor? Doesn't, that help might... with, doesn't help his CMD, though. His armor doesn't. I mean... Really? No, it's uh, base attack and um, strength. And base attack on a strength dex. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. So you go to grab him and you make contact. And uh, it looks like he was planning on like a, a, a melodramatic faint to the floor end of Romeo and Juliet style death scene. But he sees the, that you're there, he makes contact and he abandons that plan and instead walks to a door on the stage. Um, it's just like a, it's basically like a curtain open with a door frame, opens up the curtain, walks through and is gone until you hear a voice, not even in the monument. You look over and it's all the way at Finn's infirmary tent. He's opened up, he's, he's come out of one of the doors of Finn's infirmary tent and you hear, you hear his voice, See you next year, suckers! And there's this ghostly-looking horse beside him. Looks like a, it's got a black head and body and a, and a gray mane and tail. It's kind of smoke-colored, and its hooves look like they kind of fade out of reality. You see him start to, to mount this horse, and as it gallop, starts to gallop away, it makes no sound with his hooves. But I would let anyone here roll a sense motive. Oh okay. yeah. Do better than. All right, I'm just getting tens yep. across the board. Apparently, with this, with a sixteen, Carubial remembers that voice, not the voice of the performance, but when he said "see you suckers" next year. That's a voice that he stood on a public stage and went back and forth many, many times. Um. How fast is that um, horse moving? Horse is moving a hundred around. All right. And I, like, from my, you know, knowledge of riding mounted animals, you yeah I, oh yeah yeah i got the yeah 
and as you see them walk away that there's more ripples and murmurs and a couple hurled insults towards the departing figure and the feast is just kind of stopped the laughing's stopped and it's a bit of a discontent so i will like go back like i'll stand up straighten myself out i guess next year our guest list will have to be a little stricter um please do not let the scum of the earth ruin our wonderful evening um you have all worked so hard this year to build this amazing kingdom. I am proud to be your king, and I fight every day to keep you all safe. And we will put extra measures in place to keep the trash where it belongs. So, please raise your glasses and, you know, he'll like look at someone nearby to hopefully get him a glass quickly. And to the glory of Argentum. Gith heads up to you with a glass and hands it to you and uh, will cheers you in front of everybody. Um, and to, like, you know, rally the crowd, I'd like to roll diplomacy. Mm -hmm. Is that all right? Yeah, go for it. Please tell me I rolled well. All right, not too bad. Roll the friggin' three. No, and, six. But... And we'll see if Gith can aid. Sure. She does successfully, and nice. she so says, 21. Argentum and, and the year of the new champion. It's a time to celebrate. And, to Argentum. And uh, people raise their glasses, and there is a cheer. It's a bit hollow. I mean, it's loud. There's lots of people, but something does still feel just a little bit off. Yeah. Anybody with spellcraft, I would be willing to let spellcraft... Um, twice. Once on the doors and once on the steed. So Finn? Or, and I mean, Drail's there, but... Uh, um, Tomio might have spellcraft. Oh, Tomio! Right. He is there. And he does have spellcraft. <laughs> not, not totally high, but... No. 15. 15 for Tomio. Uh, Tomio doesn't recognize either spell. No. He knows that they're spells, though. Yeah. Finn? Colin there? Did we lose him? Mate. Oh, there it is. Colin. Oh. 27, that's on the doors, and you can roll one more for the steed if you... Sorry, I forgot I was mute when I was talking. Oh, oh and that's for, so I guess, 17 for his second one. Okay, so you got oh, the so first they... one, and the second one, I'm just double-checking. So he didn't recognize the door spell then, Tomio. Right. Uh, second one is... Here. Okay, so Finn recognizes the first spell, but not the second one. The first one is an urban step spell. It's a teleportation spell. Someone has to prepare ahead of time, but they're able to link two doorways and teleport from one to the other. So is his, like, cart still there? His cart's still there. All right. 
um, I'll like leave the stage and then like you know have gents like over to Jensodi and be like, you want to get Tig on this or something and let's take this to uh, the castle. Jensodi nods and says it's a bit big for Tig. He's not full grown yet, but uh... no, no, like the boxes, like different. You know, get a few get. Some people to take it up there. Is it a wagon? Yeah, it's a wagon. So it need to be like oh. folded back up, but you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like have him start like putting the stuff in the wagon. Kind in of the stuff. middle of like, dinner, or you want to wait till dinner's done. Um, I don't know. Like how drawing attention would it? Oh, I mean, noticeable. Like, start... it's, it's it's the stage above the above the ground. Kessie yeah, okay, can find near, people like... to help you do it though. Yeah, no, like, I, yeah, we just, like, clear it off so that the stage can, you know, be prepared for fireworks. Okay. Just let, let him, like, spread that. They're like, oh, we gotta clear the stage. Okay. For Drail's fireworks. Ayla would, would, um, want to rush over and start, like, clearing and, like, picking up, like, an insane amount of stuff all at once to, to get mm. stuff off the stage. Um, she is exhausted, though, because she, uh, went into rage. How long does exhaustion work or last? I think it's a couple minutes. So it wouldn't. She she uh, she might be slow to start with, but she picks up her wind and is uh, able to to keep on going. Doesn't understand why they're clearing off the stage because he knows the fireworks are being held in a different location. Doesn't matter. <laughs> he wants the stage cleared. Um, also, I'm putting Dot to sleep, so I'm going to be typing uh, responses. So I'll be on mute. In, in roll 20? Uh, yeah, I'll do it in roll 20. Okay. Is that go- it, does that work for people? Does does for me. Okay. And the, the rest of your dinner meal continues. People are eating. People can kind of pick up conversation again. It's There's a bit of a different tone on it than there was before, but it's definitely still nice. The food's great. It's still, it's a nice weather. The sun's starting to come down. It's still a nice place to be. It'll probably still be fondly remembered, but uh, probably also never forgot. And as the the meal finishes up, you can see that there's another section of the garden that looks like it's been um, converted into uh, a bit of a dessert place with some seating. Is that true, Colin? Yeah, so it, it has a beautiful archway and like kind of um, uh, arch leading into it. And then there's a big archway in the front where everybody, it's, everybody's facing. Uh, it's still, it's like a silver carpet leading it. So probably already people started seating there. Um, is this close to any water? Like it's facing the sun set. Yeah. So it's, I mean, what is it? It's four blocks away from the water. So like you can see the Tusk water from there, but it's also not on the beach. No. Yeah. So you get like, there's no trees blocked. So it'd be facing the water, the sunset aspect of it. Okay. So Yeah. Trying to trying to find something to show you. Okay. I don't know where to path you. There's a duck pond. That's true. There is some water. There is a duck pond. That's where Meredith is right now. 
I'll put it in Discord so you can see the archway. Do, do, do. Discord. Oops, that's too many. This is the big archway. Boop. Loading. Oh, lovely. Okay, so it's like a, it's like a, a double arch covered in flowers with some uh, like almost curtains of are those littler flowers? Uh, yeah, so they'd also have like um, silver in, in between them, like mm. so, so that silver flowers. Me. There are silver flowers. Yeah. But maybe the threads that the sil the flowers are tied to as they're as they're coming down and their strings yeah. are silver. Yeah. It's kind of supposed to represent a bow too, or Aristotle type mm. of thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, the flowers too. There's a, if you looked close, there's like we would see a symbol of a dove in the top center of it, representing Seren Ray. So. Okay. That's what it looks like. And uh, people are starting to gather, or? Oh, are they starting to gather now? Or hey? Yeah, yeah dinner, I mean, dinner's done, and the sun's starting to come down, and people are kind of conversing and just waiting for the fireworks to start. So if that's happening, Finn is kind of like, it has this little, little, like, uh, ushering people into seat and everything. So he, he's, he's, he's grabbing off portions of the crowd and sending them over to sit? Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of, he's kind of doing it quickly. So, because he knows that timing's and everything in this because we want to do it before sunset, so. So he's okay. making sure all the families are all right, and he Finn kind of like disappears behind the tree bushes, it's kind of like a makeshift tree bush type thing, because that's where like the grooms just sit. Grooms are behind there, kind of thing. Um, what's the groom's name again? I forget. Keston. Keston Gares. Keston. Gares. Gares. Of House Gares, of which he has renounced and is now of House Gares Weaver. Or I'm hoping to be. That's right. Gares. And his bride is who? Lily. Lily Weaver. Um, do I notice what he's doing? I ask him how hidden it is. It's not what? hidden at all. No, I'm quite perceptive. So that sounds like a yes. Um, so can I like be like, all right, everyone, let's uh, continue on to the dessert area and, you know, using my influence will try and help speed things along okay the the dessert that's been laid out so far is uh, a blueberry toast with a jam that is quite rare spread thickly across like uh, biscuity toasted biscuits essentially done over uh, like little fires they basically grab that before they sit in their seats, kind of thing. And Literally folks are coming over to sit, sit down. 
So once I see that all the seats are filled and there's standing room only, um, the progression would start the thing. So I'd have ushers at the end of the like walkway, mm -hmm. kind of stopping people from sitting to make sure that all the chairs are filled and and all the families are first. So is it is and it then, the, is it the groomsmen or are the groomsmen behind the bush or the groomsmen ushers? The group the ushers are the ushers are doing the, the stopping. Little okay. boys, the boys I have working. Ah, okay. Now, right, so I have a little team right now because I've grown my infirmary. Right, so we're oh. like, we also do weddings now. It's Finn's um, infirmary crew. Yeah, so uh, the grooms are behind the the women are in another place, so they're kind of being ushered down at this time. So if you're a late straggler, you probably see the women's progress, like for procession. It and on the women's the, side, you actually really only see one woman, which is Lily, and with her is Taldeth. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so they're leading to the next standby area, kind of thing, so we can start the wedding ceremony. I would and, assume uh, that Kirby will be in like the front row. Yeah, there'd be a spot. I'd have a, I'd have a, actually a spot kind of like by the officiant. I actually would, um have you stand like to my right almost as like a like i'd have anybody in the council there like so there'd be gladder room spot there'd be even a lira like spot the kind court? Of, there'd be... like the court or the whole council yeah. the court like, yeah, the, so the four uh, of us. like even drayal all those people they'd have a spot there if they're not there they're not there right it's just this is a big wedding for us it's the first noble yeah. house and we want to show that we we appreciate it, right? So okay. it's doing that big. Um, yeah. So as this is happening, uh, the first person comes out is like four people come out from the side, which is like the orchestra. Like there's a guy with like a violin. Is there a violin in? Sure. Movie? Yeah. There is now. Right. You got yeah, it. Violin, violin, and a few other strings. And they start playing like a simple lullaby for the crowd to start the progression. As that happens, the groom and one other. Does he Keston have anybody else with them? Keston has boys? four groomsmen. That's right. He has Dilf, who has a the huge pioneer type beard. He has Katzen, noticeable by the eye patch. He has Kian with. Uh, quite a big nose, and ooh, no one says that's his face, though. And then Rin, who's characterized by his dreadlocks. All right, so Kesta has four guys stand beside him to his left. As he's like, you're looking at this archway. He's on the right side, uh, lined up yeah. with his four men to his left. Right? Very and cool. And then I'd be in the middle. And then she would then the song would change. A slow song. Right. Sorry, and... Colin. Where do you have like I'm yeah. seeing the the arches where you're gonna stand with them yeah. to the right and left. Where do you have the council? Council's off to the. You look to the right. They'd be off to the right there. They'd be like. So they're so up to the front, but like front. in seats. Yes, in they're, seats. They're, so they're being looked at by the yes. general crowd. Okay, got yeah. it. Got it. Yeah. Picturing because it. Love it. And we want the nobles to see that we're. We are making this wedding a big, big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Production. We're making this a big deal. Yeah. Um, and the music and changes. And then, so, yeah, the music changes, and now the uh, brides, brides coming down with uh, 
the Lily person... Tell Death? Tell, is Tell Death going to give her yeah. away? Yes, yeah. And then they come down to meet each other at the very front. And he, he is a he, right? Tell Death? Yeah, Tell yes. Death. Yep. Uh, he's a, he's a tall can... elf uh, wearing flowing robes, but uh, has fairly strong muscles underneath. And I tell, I tell Kester, I'm like, please take your hands, bride, hands. And he goes down, takes her hand, and leads her back up to the altar area. Okay. And Kester and does, and looks deeply stops. into her eyes. Yeah, and the music stops. And then as the stop silence, I say, friends, we are gathered here today under Sunray's guiding light to celebrate the joining of Keston of House Grass and Lily Weaver in marriage. We're happy you are here to not only celebrate their wedding, but also that you have come here today as friends and family to be a special part of this moment in their lives. Just as you have shared many of their moments in each of their lives, the words they exchange today will be a reflection of the love that brought them together today. The love that will sustain their marriage in the future is not only the union of two people, the union of two hearts. Other human ties are more tender. Their vows are more sacred than those we will exchange today. One of the greatest lessons life teaches us about marriage as well, as well as relations, is that those who hoard the goodness of life as for themselves miss out on the best things of the world. But the ones who give of themselves share the wonders of life with others, devoting themselves to enrich their marriage relationships and friendships is those people who will find blessed life. In the back, you can These see old... Meredith kind of mouthing along the words and nodding like, yeah, he's doing a really good job of this. He's got this one. Keston, Lily, grab each other's hands. And as he grabbed each other's hand, I lay a uh, sacred cloth over top of their hands, which has like a dove um, and a dog. Dawnflower, Dawnflower's symbol on the other side, and you can't see it. And I say, promises scare me. Maybe I'm not too cautious in making them. And that change in circumstance or changes in myself will take the ground out from under me someday. But promises can remind me of solid ground when things seem shaky. The breath of Surinray, I can make these promises. Please, both of you repeat, I promise, after I finish my sentences. Here are the promises I can joyously give you. I promise to be honest and not just superficially honest. Stating accurate facts isn't enough. I promise to show you the deep truth about who I am. And they both repeat, I promise. I promise to listen, especially when it's hard, because that's when I most need to hear what you have to say. And they both repeat, I promise. I promise to notice the gifts you give me and appreciate them. Your kisses, your kindness, your patience, your humor, your effort. Together they say, I promise. I promise to take care of myself and let you help take care of me. I promise to encourage you to take care of yourself and help take care of you however I can. I promise, they say together. I promise to invest in us. All the work and all the risk, because I can see the reward every day. Together they say, I promise. I promise to be your partner, half of a team working towards the same goal, happiness together. And they both say, I promise again. Before I pronounce you husband and wife, I have just one more thing I would like you to do. 
Reading day is one that seems to fly. It's a day filled with emotion, friends, rings, and dances. Many people remember how fleeting their own wedding day was. I want you to take a few seconds to look in each other's eyes. Think about the happiness you feel in this place, in this moment. Really let the, the, the feeling register in your heart and in your mind. Now stop, look out at your family and friends. Always remember, they're here to support your dreams, your goals, your marriage. Next chapter of the love story. Please, with this, may you exchange the rings. And, and just the rings. just before they exchange the rings, Keston looks around and takes long looks at Dilf, Katzen, Rin, and Kian, and uh, and then finally over at Teldeth as well. And Lily looks at Teldeth longest, but also looks at each of Keston's boys. They start to exchange rings. <laughs> Love it. With these rings, these are a token of a commitment to each other. And your families and friends. May this be sealed with a simple kiss. And I went, let them hopefully kiss. <laughs> and uh, and they'll start to, to move in. And uh, Keston will hold on to both of Lily's hands. And loudly say to everyone. And from this moment, I will no longer be Keston Garess. But I will be Keston Garess Weaver. And our own house. And he grabs Lily and gives her a big kiss. And with this kiss, under the guiding light of Serenray, I now pronounce you husband and wife. Let's welcome new house Gress Weaver to Argentum. And the, I stand up and start clapping. And the crowd goes wild. And the orchestra starts again? Yeah. In a, in a procession to go to where the fireworks go. Probably on the edge of the cliff or something, like, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. And people start to head over towards the Tuskwater. The orchestra pumps yeah, like, everyone this out. I mean, this, this time good. it would be so that, like, he, like as we close, the oh, light would go out. You jerk. Sorry, Colin, go ahead. But... What happened? Just like what she typed, the last thing. Oh. There's no dark. It's like dark now. Yeah. And last finisher. And as you head over, you can see just a single firework start to just a small one start to shoot off and people start clapping and there looks like there's going to be a bit of a pause as people start to move into the groups that they want to watch the fireworks with. And uh, as the show starts, it's, I mean, Argentum's getting bigger, but uh, it's still relatively small. I mean, it's not a big city and However, the fireworks show that you start to see this night is certainly a show that would usually be reserved for quite large cities. After that first single firework goes off, just a plume of blue sparkling in the air, there's a couple more pops and four or five other small fireworks go off. And then a not small firework goes off. Out of the tusk water, you see 
two huge black looking wings unfurled. They're like a gray to uh, shiny gray to stand out across the night sky and, and large flaming gray dragon comes flying out of the tusk water and to straight into the air starts a bit of a swoop and just explodes with little gray sparkle fires sparkles all around and then there's a couple more fireworks and then from the tusk water another dragon different color deep blue this one starts at the at the bottom of the tusk water swooping along and then starts in a spiral up until it hits a pinnacle and it too flowers into a huge loud explosion scaring lots of the cattle and any dogs or animals that are around looks like the show is only about halfway over um and uh who what so just want to run through each of your characters um like there it's it's a bit of a moment it's a, the the show is going to take about 30 minutes of fireworks probably it's like and the symphony of fire love it it, <laughs> it it's it's a it's a pretty epic event and a chance to think back too. You're sitting beside ones that are special to you. You've gathered in those groups. What's the thing that over the last year really stands out? Um, and we can start with uh, Vasir. What's the thing that stands out most about Vasir for Vasir over the last year? He hasn't. He, he's new to Silver Falls. He hasn't seen lots of the the things in Argentum, but I'm sure he's had an exciting last year. Oh, Vassier would be just travels throughout the, the um, stolen lands. The stolen lands. Now it's new lands for him, but his uh, turning moment would probably be the travels he had with Elira, um, mm. going through the stolen lands as she's making her way to the stolen lands, kind of mm. thing. They traveled with each other for a bit because he had some uh, dealings he had to deal with uh, before he could come, and so. He remembers all those adventures. He kind of wishes that she was there to reminisce about the times they had together. Um, and um, that's it. Is he by himself, or like, like, is it okay if Tomio is with him, and Orso? I would assume. Yeah, you already eat dinner with him. He's kind of like yeah, they're they're becoming buddies. Yeah. And and uh, what's the moment of the year that stands out for Tomio? Um, Tomio reflects on how long does it take to get here from the Whisperwood? From the Whisperwood? Uh, a couple months. So he looks back like it's probably midsummer when Lyrantel asked him to come. He's probably, you know, he's thinking that he needs to get back before Winter Crest or whatever, you know. And he thinks of his family back home. Having to say goodbye to his little ones and his wife, um, and he misses his friend. How she taught him a lesson when he tried to play a prank. Mm. He reflects on that, and he's in probably while we became friends, was kind of talking about 
Alira. Yeah, yeah, that's how they would have bonded. Totally. So, yeah, that's what Tommy is doing. And what about Ayla? I'm going to switch back. Okay. Uh, I'm going to read in what Cheryl what uh, Cheryl's put in. So Ayla's actually never seen anything like this because there's not a lot of firework shows that happen underground um, from Dobrinth, where she's from. So she's shocked and in awe by the beauty of this display. And uh, it's a big moment for her, This this kind of special new light show inspires her a little bit it's the first time since she's left their home she reluctantly left their home that this this new place they're in maybe maybe just like her family says maybe this could be a healing process for her and her family she didn't believe it but this is pretty neat and new so maybe it'll work oh i've already hired her family so yeah that's right finn Finn already has regular orders yeah. And what about what about Finn? What's Finn reflecting on in in this moment? Uh, Finn's reflection would be when he created a Ray J. Um, the creation of. Sorry, that was louder than expected. <laughs> Go ahead, call it. Happened. Uh, I was trying to get fireworks, and I got uh. Something much louder. Where? Oh, it didn't come through. No, we didn't. Oh, did you turn up the music on? We didn't. None of us heard it. Just okay, you. perfect. So we just thought you were crazy. Yeah. Okay, sorry, Colin. I interrupted. Go ahead. So the creation of Ray J would be his biggest thing, knowing that he was able to create um, something. So that has actually driven him to think about more things that he could do um, and combine and create kind of thing um he also does this reluctantly because the druid side of him knows that there has to be a balance kind of thing so he's kind of conflicted in that side too because he knows with death there is birth but which comes first like birth or is it death kind of thing so he's kind of like that's why he's going through this progression is changing his look because He's moving it to a more naturistic, where it's a constant give and take. It has to be, it has to be equal amount given, and uh, like the alchemist rule, you know what I mean? Like, what you put in, you get back out, kind of thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, so he's he's really playing with that experiments type of thing, um, and trying to give back and take away, to even out what he's doing in life, kind of thing. So if he creates another Ray J, he has to take life to give life. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Marrying his, his alchemist's upbringing in the, in the science of his formulas along with uh, some of the, the balance that he, I mean, also comes from that, but he knows comes from, from the, the juridic way of life. Yeah, that's why he constantly plants plants is because he's hoping that the more plants he plants will overcome what he's taken away from the world kind of thing. Um, give balance to everything. So. Okay. Deep. And what Is about he with anyone? Huh? Is he just sitting what? with like Ray J and Charlie Boo? 
Is he with anyone else? No, he would be. He would actually after the wedding, he'd probably go to the Monument Rock, probably with Ray J and Charlabu. Especially Charlabu because he's named after, um, sort of Don Flowers, um, yeah, lieutenants kind of thing. And he would he would light the lavender candle on the monument and tell Lyra, like, mm. we're still going through with this. Don't worry. And kind of like, I plant my first plant around monument. And then, like, then I'd go to the fireworks after. I'd probably, I'd, I'd probably see the tail end of the fireworks. I wouldn't see the whole thing because I, I would take a moment at the monument kind of thing to really take in what our, what has happened this year kind of thing um, as a moment of silence kind of thing. And as the light is, especially in the darkness, as Srenray's light has disappeared, I kind of would be there to take that quiet time away from people. So, that's beautiful. Okay. And what about Karubio? What is he reflecting on? Uh, as he sits there, this, like leaning against Sorath with Korra, like, you know, on, around his arm, he, um, she probably would look over and see a tear in his eye as he, like, pets, like, Sorath's, like, head and remembers that, like, she, if it weren't for her, she wouldn't be here as well. And all the help that Alira gave to getting her best friend back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh yeah, sorry, go ahead. Cora uh, starts to lean into Carubial and says, "Oh, oh, Carubial, the you know these last eight months have been such a, a whirlwind. First, the with the death of Fastenbur and." The invasion of the trolls, horrific events. And of those eight months, I've loved every minute of it, except those times where my heart just broke with worry and, and pain of loss. But this this troll roar, it really helped me realize how much I really care about you. And I was worried, though, that, that going to war might change you. And it did. It did change you. It just didn't change you in the way that I was worried about. I I see your tears of pain as as you mourn poor Alira and and I see the way that you want your your kingdom to succeed. That's true, my dear. And I have enjoyed Every moment I've been spent with you since meeting you in Blue Lantern those eight months ago on Married Me. Um, and I was just reflecting on today's events and that also life is short. And introducing you to different tribes, nobles, people, the one you did amazing uh, meeting all these people on my arm. Um, the part that felt awkward was calling you my partner. Because I feel like I would like more than that. I was thinking about that that too. The the ceremony that, that Finn just let in Caribou, who know your cousin even had it in him. 
So I am shocked as everyone. And I, I was, I, I felt, I felt that ceremony. I felt what what Keston and and Lily have, and I, I think that that's something that you know I I maybe want too. Like, I'd like to spend my life with with someone that gets the the real me, um, and can put me first when needed. And as we've just spent time at the festival, and as I sat beside you looking at Keston and Lily, I I realized that you are that person for me if if you're still interested in being betrothed i'd be thrilled i i don't know what it might be like if i were to be a queen someday but if it means that i get to spend my my life with you then that would be worth it by itself um <laughs> i love you cheryl so much um he would lean in and kiss her. And just just a second while I look at my gear to make sure I have it. So he wears a silver ring that like he's had forever and he would give it to her. Okay. It, she'll accept it. Yeah. You, you just hand it to her? Well like give I you know I, like, I give I like just Take it off, flick it to her. I'd be like, um, Finn needs to be booked in advance because after <laughs> that ceremony, I'm being filled up pretty quickly. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Cora Buck, would you do me the honor of becoming my queen? Carubial for you, I would. I'd be. I'd love to. She grabs the ring, puts it on, and and hugs you and as she starts to come in for a hug and a kiss the finale of the fireworks starts up as well the two colored dragons that you've seen before were huge and definitely put the other fireworks to shame but at this moment something not twice as big but at least three times as big happens Let's see if you can hear this one two dragons bigger than each of the other ones both cascading gold out of the the color of their of the, the sparks from the fireworks start to take shape and they cross together into the middle of the air and they hit each other in the moment and there's an enormous explosion with the snarling and uh, uh, the sound of their wings buffeting the wind and as they come together and all of Silver Falls is lit up in a gold color that reflects off the face of the townspeople, everyone starts to clap and cheer. Uh, not everyone. Kerbiel and Cora don't break what they're They're otherwise we engaged? It. We miss it. Drail will have to tell you after about it after. Uh, no, he won't tell Drail that he missed. Like, oh, it was oh. great, buddy. It was fantastic. <laughs> Perfect. What part did you like the best? Oh, the dragons? There were dragons. There be dragons. That's right. That's, he just takes a guess. <laughs> and, and there we go. People are 
able to start heading home slowly, but not ev not everyone's hurrying away. People are are lingering and savoring everything that's happened on uh, this incredible day of the Festival of Silver. <laughs>